Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. guys, or good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, as, as I'm thinking through uh, these different holy men in the Bible that uh, we've been looking at, uh, I've been thinking of a story from in my life about seven years ago. My family was in a time of transition, and we were trying to figure out where God was calling us to be next. And we were looking at a lot of different things, a lot of different possibilities, looking at different places around the country. And we were looking at one point, joining a mission team and going to Africa. We were looking at all different types of places that uh, we could go and keep serving God. And uh, all of a sudden, this one church opportunity came available, or you know, a job was posted, and it was this one here at New Life, and we looked at it, and we thought, man, that's a lot of what they were looking for was what we thought that I was called to, and so, but we thought, but Wyoming. <laughs> now, for those of you who live here, you're probably thinking, well, yes, Wyoming, of course, Wyoming, but for me, I'd never been to Wyoming before. It was one of those states that, uh, one of the few that I had never been to and uh, had always wanted to visit, but... Living in Wyoming, uh, it was just out of my comfort zone, and so we we applied just because it was the job just looked like you know what God was calling us to. And was shortly after we applied, you know, I sent my application in, and uh, Pastor Mike, our lead pastor here, he responded right away and said, "Yeah, you are you're right in line with what we're looking for." It was like we were both praying the same things, and. And so when he responded the way he did, Karen and I looked at each other and said, hold on a moment. Wyoming God? Really? I mean, I lived in Pennsylvania my entire life. And it's funny, we looked at Africa, but, but Wyoming just seemed even farther away than Africa. I don't know. It's just, and, and so it was one of those times where we needed to, we told Mike, hang on a second, we need to step back and we need to keep praying about this. Is this really what God is calling us to. We needed to find that assurance. We needed to question God and say, wait a second, really, God? Wyoming. And well, thanks be to God. Yes, Wyoming, we're here. And it's it's a great story for us. It's a story that reminds me of what we're looking at today, the guy that we're looking at today in the Bible. As we look at, we've been looking at some of these uh, characters, some of these men in the Old Testament and how their journeys of faith can be so much like so many of ours as we try to find ourselves on these holy journeys, these journeys of trying to become holy men. What can we learn from these guys? Well, today we're looking at a guy, uh, a guy in my life group uh, told me that I should check this guy out. And I've looked at uh, this him before. The guy's name is Gideon. He is someone that the, uh, that 
Todd in my life group said that he really wanted me to take a look at. Now, the cool thing about Gideon, he has a great story. He was a great warrior, great conqueror. But before he got to that part of the story, he had a journey of kind of like mine saying, wait, God, what? Really? You know, he was one of the judges out of the book of Judges. And some of you might be saying, what's a judge? Well, it's it's a time period right after the people got into the Holy Land. Joshua was leading them. Now Joshua's gone. And so the people are floundering a little bit. Uh, they have this time period where they get lazy. They're not as focused on God. And so God allows uh, one of the neighboring countries to kind of cause some issues, conquer them a little bit, cause problems. And this happens over and over again until eventually the people say, wait a second, hey, life isn't good. And they cry out to God and God in his grace comes in and he raises up a judge. And a judge is just simply someone who walks on behalf of God to fight against these other nations, pushes them out. And then the people of God have a great time period for a while until they get lazy again. And it just becomes a cycle throughout the book of Judges where this keeps happening. Well, Gideon was one of those judges. And we find his story in chapter six, where he's being called by God, but Gideon questions God. Really, God? Me? So let's, let's just jump into this a little bit and see a little bit what's going on here. It says the chapter six, starting verse one, it says, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So here's part of that cycle. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. So Israel, jumping down to verse six, it says, so Israel was, was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. And then guess what the Israelites do? They're struggling. The Midianites are taking all their food and causing problems with their, their food supply. And so it says, then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. So there's that cycle. Over and over again, it was happening. So jumping down to verse 11 now, it says that the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah. And Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. So just to make sure you get what Gideon is doing here, he is hiding. One doesn't normally thresh wheat at the bottom of a wine press. You always thresh wheat out in the fields where the wind is blowing to get the, uh, the wheat to fall off of the, the, the garbage. So there's no wind down at the, in the bottom of a wine press, and the wind is necessary for threshing. He is hiding out from the Midians, who have been the ones messing with their food. And while he is hiding from the bad guys, what happens? Verse 12 says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him, to Gideon, and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Well, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? Surely Gideon will be excited about that, won't he? I mean, jumping on the opportunity to hear what God is saying to him? <laughs> well, let's see. It says, Sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. So Gideon is seeing his side of things. 
I don't think he's taking a look at it from God's point of view. So, you know, he is doing some serious questioning of God. What's going on, God? Where'd you go? Why are all these bad things happening? Why aren't you moving like I hear you once did? Have you ever been where Gideon is? Have you ever questioned God before? Wondered as you're dealing with things in life, wondered where he was? Wondered why he isn't moving in your life like you hear he has done before in other people's lives? Whether it's in one of the Bible stories or maybe one of your friend's lives? You know, lots of us spend that in that place because we face lots of storms in life, just like Gideon is facing now. Sometimes those storms, those storms that we face in life, they come just because we live in a fallen world where things happen. Cars break down, snowstorms cause issues, our physical bodies break down, things catch on fire, things happen. And some of those are just the storms of life. And in those storms, we sometimes wonder, God, where are you? But then, And then there's these other storms, kind of like what the Israelites are facing as we see this cycle happening again. Sometimes storms come our way because of how we are living. Maybe we get addicted to something. Maybe we, we miscommunicate with someone causing bad blood between us. Maybe we lie or cheat. And yes, we walk away from God and, and f- from living in God's ways. You see, Gideon is questioning God, but he doesn't really acknowledge what got his people into this situation. God did try to tell them what got them here. Let's jump back into the story and see how God was trying to help them to understand the better life that they could have been living. Jumping back into verse 6, remember what, what, got, what happened there? So Israel was, was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. So that's what the people of God do when they're struggling. They, they cry out to God. It's a normal thing. We do that. Here's the Israelites doing it. Well, let's see what happens now in verse 7. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live. Now here's this, here's what the last line says, guys, get this. But you have not listened to me, God says. And there it is. God is willing to show us the better way to live. God is willing to walk with us on that journey. He's willing to fight on our behalf, just like he did for the Israelites. But are we listening to God? And if by chance we are listening to him, are we living the life that he shares with us? Gideon, do you get it? You're questioning God. Well, maybe God should be questioning you, Gideon. Man, I really wish it were easy all the time. Simply listen to God and live it. Don't be distracted. Don't follow a different path. Simply follow God's ways. Don't you guys wish it was that easy? You know, sometimes we read uh, the Bible and we question those Israelites, you know, why didn't you listen? Why didn't you follow God? But come on, 
We don't always get it right. Hopefully we are better today than a year ago, but we don't always get it right. I know I don't. But that is the story that Gideon teaches us, how we can take steps of living with more faith today than what I had yesterday. And tomorrow, hopefully I can take another step because that's what Gideon does. Gideon, in the moment that he gets called, he is not right with God. He is not living the God-honoring life. He is not living a holy life. But as he begins to question God, as he begins to seek God, as he begins to ask God for help, God shows up. God helps him. And each day, Gideon gets a little bit more of, of living in faith and allowing his faith in God, his trust in God, to take him to that point that eventually we get to that story where he does this amazing thing for God. And that's how many of us are. You know, we, maybe we hear in a sermon that God is calling us to something and we're like, yeah, right, God, I can't do that. And then maybe we hear scripture about that same topic and we're like, well, God, help me understand this more. And God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, he keeps showing up, helping other people pull alongside of us. And we question God and we wonder to eventually we get to that point where our faith shows up and we then take that step of faith into what God is calling us to. And eventually we get to that point. That's how many of us are. We're always looking to get better at things. Jumping back into the story. Listen to this great warrior as he was called and how quickly he responds to God's call. He says in verse 14, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. That, so, so that's what God says to him. This is what God calls him to this. And that's a great call in his life. It's an awesome mission. Surely he would simply say, yes, let's go. Yes, God, I trust you. Yes, but nope. He says, but Lord, Gideon replied, have you ever done that to God? But Lord, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. Does that sound like any of your excuses when God is calling you to live a certain way, to do a certain thing? Sound like some of my excuses, that's for sure. The Lord said to him, I'll be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. So God, he's giving him a pep talk and it's a great pep talk. I mean, this is like big time, big game coach lifting these, this team up, but it's only one man, but he's saying, man, I got you. You're going to fight and it's going to be like simple for you because I'm going to be with you. <laughs> Gideon replied, if you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Really, Gideon? A sign? Well, yeah. Are you like Gideon? Do you sometimes need some extra encouragement from God to help you trust him a little? That's why I love Gideon's story. It tells me it's okay to not instantly take that big step of faith right away. With God, baby steps works just fine. Questioning God, he's okay with that. Have a conversation with him. Ask him for a sign. 
It's okay. God says that. You know, God shows up over and over again. Gideon, as we see in the story now, Gideon is now, he, he's going to go off and he's going to get an offering, he tells God, to share with God. So Gideon says, hang on. Gideon says in verse 18, don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. So he's not ready to say yes. He's not ready to, he wants, he's wanting to get that sign from God. He wants to be able to trust God more. And so he says, I'm going to go off and get an offering. I'm going to see what you, God, are going to do with this. How does God respond to this? Gideon is telling God, can you hang out for a minute? Can you wait? Can you just pause until I do something? Because I want to see you do a sign. How's God going to, is God going to be okay with that? Let's see. God, the angel of God answered, I will stay here until you return. God sticks. He says, okay, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you. I'm calling you. I'm with you. I'm going to give you a pep talk. Uh, And eventually, when he brings the offering back, it simply says that God takes out his walking stick that he had with him. God showed up, and the angel of God showed up. He had a walking stick. And he reaches out his walking stick, and he just touches the food, and instantly it just burns up. God gives him a sign. God helps Gideon to take this step of faith. He gives him everything that he needs because God longs to lift Gideon up from where he is, out of hiding, and he wants him to put his trust in God. And we see this throughout the entire story of Gideon, that God keeps lifting Gideon up, helping Gideon to see that it's God that's moving. It's God that's helping. It's God that's showing up over and over again. And he doesn't want Gideon to start feeling like he's the one doing things. Instead, he wants to help Gideon to know, I'm with you, the God of the ages, the creator God. I'm showing up with you. I'm with you on this journey. What it shows us is that if we are willing to keep the conversation going, if we're willing to take steps of faith with God, having this conversation with God, even if they're baby steps, God is so patient with us, so long-suffering. Keep the questions coming, God says. Keep asking. Keep asking for signs. I'm going to keep showing you. I'm going to keep having people show up into your life. If you're willing to draw near to me, I will be willing to draw near to you. And throughout the story, God keeps encouraging him, keeps showing that he is faithful to Gideon. He keeps showing that he can be trusted to eventually Gideon gets to that point. All right, I'm in. I'm willing to fight the battle with you, God. You know, holiness, guys, it's a journey. I don't want any of you to think that you need to have things figured out instantaneously. If that's the case, man, am I in trouble. It is a journey of constantly having a conversation with God, of seeing God's faithfulness, of seeing God showing up in different ways in our lives so that we can then continue to take those steps of faith into our walk with God. Gideon is an amazing story of a man of God who didn't have it all figured out at first. But he takes these steps of faith. He has these conversations with God. He pays attention to what God is showing him. And over and over again, God shows himself faithful. 
And eventually Gideon gets that point, okay, I can lead. And he leads well. Guys, what is it for you? What is God calling you to in life? Is it something simple? Now, when I say simple, I mean, he's not calling you. Maybe he is calling you to go be a missionary in, in a crazy part of the world. Maybe even in Wyoming. <laughs> Just kidding. But maybe God is calling you to something big. But maybe it's something that for some people, it's, it's a simpler thing. Maybe it's calling you to be more intentional with your time, with your kids. Now that that some people would say, well, that's a simple thing. No, that's it's simple for some people, but not for all of us. Because we have to say no to other things to take that step of faith, to trust God with raising our kids. But if it's a God called thing, God is going to show up and God is going to be there to help you on that journey. What is God calling you to? Like he called Gideon. And what do you need from God? What in the conversation can you have with God so that he can continue to show you how to take those steps of faith to be able to live the life that he's calling you to live? And the cool thing is, if you, if you struggle, God's going to be okay with that. If you need another, another sign or another conversation, another pep talk, God's going to be, okay, let's keep going. God is long-suffering. He is going to wait as long as he needs to to walk with you until you're ready to take that step of faith with him. He knows the best life that he has available to you. The question is, are you willing to walk that life with him? Guys, it's a journey. Our, the trip of holiness is not an instantaneous thing. Gideon shows us that. He was hiding in a wine press when God first found him. He was, the, in his estimation, he was one of the weakest individuals in his clan, in his grouping of people. And God says, but I can do so much with you. Are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to take that step of faith? I'm with you. I'm for you. God says that to you guys. What's he calling you to today? Have a conversation with him. Ask him for a sign. Keep having that conversation with him. Don't stop because God is willing to show up. He's always willing to help us to take a step of faith, to take a step into a better life, a holy life. Have a conversation, guys. Have some great conversations in your life groups. If for those of you that are in the life groups and uh, may you be blessed as you take those steps of faith as we all try to figure out what it looks like to become a holy man.